the Mahoning Valley Daily Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Mahoning Valley Daily Podcast. My name is Ron Cabuno, and it is September 23rd. Well, whoever came up with the calendar was a very smart individual because fall began this week, and just like that, the light switch went on and the temperature went down. Today is probably going to reach maybe a high of 60 degrees, and it is a stark reminder what is coming around the corner. So I'm sure that now that everything smells like mold, um, cider, and pumpkin everything, you are now fully in the mode of autumn. And speaking of colder temperatures, I just saw a news story online yesterday about a family, I believe in Austin town, who are living out of a garage. And so as these colder temperatures start to creep in on the valley, please remember to help donate to your local food banks and your rescue missions and everyone else who is helping people who might be going through difficult times during difficult weather. As many of you may know and been following in the news, there has been quite the humanitarian crisis at the southern border. And this one specifically is involving Haitian refugees who have apparently been getting messages through WhatsApp and other social media platforms on the best way to enter into the United States through Mexico. And if you think this is novel, apparently it's something that's been going on in migrant communities for years now. And it's the best way to find out the best trodden paths and the uh, paths of le least resistance and the least dangerous paths when you're traversing through multiple countries, usually on your way to the United States. But regardless, what we've seen is very inhumane tactics. The photos have been going around of Border Patrol agents using whips and lassos and really, really monstrous things to rein these people in um, while they're trying to deport them. A lot of the first initial reports were saying that everyone was going to be deported to Haiti, but as we are seeing now, the reality sets in, and many of them who are seeking asylum are being released into the United States with directives to report to an immigration court at a, at a later time. As we've seen time and time again, the people who immigrate to this country are very hardworking and they are great additions to society and to our communities. So their presence is not something we need to be fearful of, but being able to properly track and invite folks into the country at appropriate times and through the safest measures is something that should remain paramount. Now what I wanted to get into today was just a simple little article that I saw in the review newspapers while I was waiting for a pizza the other day. And in case you were wondering, the review newspapers is still out and available and it is, you know, distributed locally. Um, the town crier, I believe, is still put out online. Uh, these other local newspapers, you know, they've gone by the wayside. The Mahoning Valley Parent Magazine, which I finally became a parent and they stopped publication, I think, in 2020. And some other ones have stopped publication because of COVID or just like recently, right before COVID. Um, but the review newspapers are still out and you can see they still have the local little stories. Um, the American Legion held this. There was a spaghetti dinner there. Um, all the cool little stuff that you like to hear about your, your local neighborhoods and communities and what's going on. Still have a classified section, still have the, um, the help wanted and the, 
hints from Heloise and all those cool little things. Uh, what what what's not cool is what I saw this op-ed by some crotchety old man who lives in Boardman. I'm gonna say his name on here because he put his name to it in the paper. But I'm going to read this to you, and then I'm going to go over why it's totally wrong, and may I say, ass backwards, and very embarrassing to see in something that you would consider a local community newspaper. This incendiary language and this divisive rhetoric has no place in such a publication. So shame on them for doing it. I got to admit, I don't read the newspaper that they put out often. So I don't know if it's something that they regularly do. This guy might be putting it out every week. I'm certainly going to check the next couple weeks, see if he makes a reappearance or to see if they have any contrasting viewpoints to show that there uh, might be more than one side to this story. I doubt it, but here we go. So this was from the September 16th issue of the publication, and the title of the column is Another View from Donald K. Allen, Lieutenant Colonel U.S. Air Force Reserve, retired from Boardman, Ohio. The title is of this installment of this genius uh, write-up, If This Is Woke, Can I Go Back to Sleep? It begins. Woke was first used in America in the 1930s to mean being aware of racial prejudices and discrimination, primarily referring to African Americans. Born after World War II, I was taught to respect everyone, regardless of color, sex, too, age, etc. No, I never experienced prejudice the way some, certainly not all, blacks in America were affected. But I was definitely excluded from groups because we were poor. All right, let's start right there. So maybe he found some publication that used the term woke in the 1930s, but we didn't start using it until five years ago. Second, do you see the way he gets those little digs in? He says, well, I was told to respect everyone who was of a sex. There were only two. I'm not going to honor anyone who might have some sort of trans leaning in their life. That's just not how I was raised, so I'm not going to do it. And then he says that certainly not all blacks experience prejudice. Turns out, I guarantee you they do. Maybe they're not feeling the absolute extreme Jim Crow prejudice in their life, but every black person in America gets to experience prejudice. So I'm sorry, but no one gets excluded from that. Next he writes, Dad died when I was six and my mom raised my older brother and I on social security survivor benefits. So yes, I'm woke to economic disadvantages. I worked, always. I took jobs many people would refuse and did what needed to get to, from point A to point B and the rest of the way in life, including enlisting in the Air Force as a stepping stone to my future ambition. Okay, there again, yes, you worked and your mom also worked, raised the kids, but guess what? You got the social security benefits. So if you have anything to say about the welfare state in this country, just know that you probably benefited wholeheartedly from it and you were able to sustain a roof over your head because of it as well. Here's where this absolutely goes off the rail. By today's woke definition, I am automatically considered racist by blacks because I'm white. Automatic. My mom never taught us to hate blacks, but I guarantee that's what's been going on for decades the other way around. Seems like black kids learn to hate whitey before they ever start school. Then peer pressure tells them, 
Why are you studying? Do you want to be like Whitey? We're at fault for everything that's wrong with their lives. First slavery, then discrimination, rejection, and apartheid light. I'm sorry, but this man has lost his damn mind. In one fail swoop, he says that because he was purposefully never taught to be racist by his mother, that nobody else in the white community was ever racist, and that at the same time, he's got to believe that everyone in the black community has been taught reverse racism as long as they can remember. And not only that, but this is the no middle ground approach to basically tamping down any real concern there might be over these topics. So by saying that you are automatically considered racist by blacks because the new woke definition says so, means that you are now free to assume that every black person hates you and therefore you needn't bother with them or you know understand what they might be going through in any regard. And then finally, in this jewel of a paragraph, completely fluffing off any of the residual effects of Jim Crow, of slavery, of redlining, of any of the other obstacles that were put in the way of black progress up until basically yesterday. So yeah, none of those systems of oppression that live on are anything that we need to concern ourselves with because obviously this guy didn't own slaves. It continues. We fought the Civil War over slavery, but that doesn't matter since nothing can erase history. Removing statues won't do it. It's as if America invented slavery and it's unique to us. Well, slavery persists around the world today, and it didn't start here, folks. Since then, our government has done everything it can to right that wrong, but it's just not possible as long as African Americans keep banging the drum of jealousy. Over 80 federal welfare programs have been created to help all disadvantaged people, and hundreds of billions of dollars have gone down that venue. I think he means avenue. Reparations? Question mark. Stamp that bill paid. So just like the last show that I did about Candace Owens, this is another perfect example of someone who is letting you know that you don't have to feel sorry for anything and you don't have to fix anything that is wrong with society that doesn't deal with you specifically or does deal with people who have been systematically oppressed or just happen to find themselves in complete abject poverty by their circumstances beyond their control. So even as the white flight was taking the tax base away from the cities that he's talking about, and there were social programs that were put in there to help bolster and keep people supported as long as possible, knowing that those have fallen short time and again, he seems to think that enough has been done and we don't need to do anything farther. And is there a more racist comment than African Americans keep banging the drum of jealousy? As if saying an entire race is jealous of your white ass? Get out of here. And slavery persists around the world and it didn't start here, folks? What are you talking about? I thought we were the country that was supposed to be the shining example for everyone else. And the fact that slavery was the original sin that this country was founded on means that, yes, we have atonement for our past that needs to be made. And we have tried in the past to do so, but I think a lot of the people who were supposed to be implementing that change turned a blind eye to it unless they were forced to do so because their racism persisted. 
couple more paragraphs here. The only person holding anyone back today is the one in the mirror. We've had black astronauts, generals, admirals, secretary of state, doctors, lawyers, neurosurgeons, and now even a half black president. Love how he has to put that half in there. Not good enough. The fool's dream of full communism utopia beckons. Equality for all, equality for all, from each according to his ability to each according to his needs. Some leaders believe they can do communism better than all failures before them. That's a sad joke. All right, what is Lieutenant Crazy talking about here? First, he goes from saying that since we had a half-black president that we are done with racism, like I said yesterday, there are people out here who actually believe this load of crap. And there are people who are racist in their hearts who want to use it as an excuse to not have to try anymore. And so it sounds like he's tying two of his favorite things to hate together in one fail swoop. These blacks who haven't pulled themselves up by their bootstraps are being lied to and being helped out by a continual stream of welfare by those Democrats who want nothing more than communist rule in our country. This guy believes the lies and loves it. I'm a liberal who sides with Democrats quite a bit, Donald. I don't want communism to rule the streets. I think capitalism is a really good idea, but if you leave everything to the bottom line, then you will leave people out in the cold. And that's why a welfare state, especially in the richest country in the world, is more than appropriate. He finishes with, No, I'd rather be asleep and dreaming of the America I grew up in. Take your wokeness and look for another way to rally your troops. Stoke the fire of racism and prejudice. It's not about skin color. If there are people living on the mountain and people living in the valley, there will be prejudice and jealousy between them. It's human nature, and that is why we have the Ten Commandments. Work on them. Oh my gosh, I think I'm going to be sick. I understand that this man would love to go back to sleep and wake up in his Ward Cleaver utopia of America. But then, of course, he would also get to turn a blind eye to all the terrible things that are happening to non-white people in that day and age. And here again is another shining example of when people want to have equal rights for a certain group of folks, the right wants to say that it is simply just another part of the giant left conspiracy of rallying the troops, which then puts you, therefore, follower of right-wing news in the mindset that the left bringing actual troops together that you must probably have to fight in some way. This is incendiary talk. This is talk about demonizing and otherizing people within your own country, not just understanding that they have different views about how we can get to the same place, which is prosperity for all. And the whole mountain and the valley quote is just the funniest. It's the topping on the cake. Because guess what? When you redline someone into living in the valley and you keep the top of the mountain for yourself by rote law, then yeah, you're going to foment a bit of jealousy. I'm pretty sure this guy writes for the review newspapers on a regular basis, so I think we'll have a lot of um, material here to mine in the future. But I don't know, maybe I'll take it easy on him unless he really steps out of bounds again. And seeing his style, I think he might.
So thanks for joining me for this little walk down local news editorial road. It certainly was ignorant and uh, a little entertaining. And um, we will see you again next time on the Mahoning Valley Daily Podcast. Have a good one. Thank you.